at the farthest reaches of white space. <laughs> a tiny silhouette comes into view against the backdrop of swirling luminescent gas. A portal to the Flojistan has opened in the walls of the crystal sphere, though it slowly closes behind this bezel, sealing away the brilliant light and hues with a smooth, featureless surface of dark blue and black. As the ship nears the camera, it becomes clear that this tiny object is actually a hulking spelljammer vessel, the flagship of the mad daimyo Drakorosaki, the Draconid Shogunate. The very last of the light cast by the closing portal casts a ghost-like sheen of oily green and pink that runs the length of the Salvation's masts and fully battened sails. Meanwhile, it was three days ago when you all received a curious transmission from Whitespace. <laughs> Friends, find me an Amanita. I have acquired something that will greatly interest you and your captain. It must be kept out of the wrong. And then there's a brief delay. Hands. Because <laughs> uh, he ran out of words. Mm. Uh, and then after there's a, like, a longer pause, and this is Tucket, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which you may recall is the uh, Gif who was working with us when we were making our escape at the start of Brian's Gif Adventures. Mm. Um, he was the guy who told us all about uh, Carcane, the giant space jellyfish. Yes. <gasps> so, paying a ransom and foul fertilizer, mm. the Centaur Captain Jakan makes arrangements for your safe passage from the dockside canopy to the city levels below, riding on one of its most peculiar modes of transport a large balloon of billowing mycelium filled with a fetid gas that smells vaguely like Todd hotboxing a sweaty gym bag. <laughs> Hanging from a rig on the side of this conveyance is a micanid teenager who is holding two planks of zerkwood boards covered with eye-searing neon spores, the likes of which vaguely resemble an arrow and a martini glass that appear to move as it sucks. <laughs> In the darkness of the city proper, similar displays completely take over, washing parts of the city in neon light, but allowing the rest of it to slip completely out of view into the darkness. Periodically, one of the giant canopy mushrooms performs an act you can only describe as a full-body sneeze, as it collapses in on itself briefly, and sprays the entire city with a gently falling rain of mucky, muddy water. A sneeze, sure. Um, it's actually just three of you at this time. Uh, specifically, Bravos is not here. So it's just Jackson, Dukes, and Todd and Omri being deployed into <laughs> nice. the Mushroom City Amanita. Where did the guy with the huge wiener bulge go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, so we're looking. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Something else. And uh, as you are descending on this balloon, it's actually got like a flat surface on it. And it's slowly dropping down. Essentially, there's this mycelium balloon that is like venting this fetid gas. So there's just it's, it's mostly been tethered. Yes. To <laughs> it's mostly transparent, but it does have this very intense odor. So that when you're standing closer to the edge, it's like dizzying. Um, oh, it smells like Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because it's not a very controlled descent, it sort of like wobbles as it descends. There's no railing. Henri, we've talked about having cheese for breakfast. <laughs> this is not that good, good. <laughs> There's also a whole bunch of these other balloons. They only travel up and down. They don't seem to have any laterals <laughs> to them. Uh, but many of them do have other mycanids with things attached to their arms so they can wave around neon signs. Uh, and there's other, like, transports going up and down on these mushrooms. And 
uh, right away, you guys turn, like, basically you drop below the platform, everything goes dark above you, and you turn, and there's another platform that's maybe 30 feet away, and it's illuminated with this neon light, and you turn and you see agents from Chimera Enterprise. Their pinstripe suits looks like a bunch of, like, hobgoblin stiffs, mm. uh, and they have a troll for muscle. Uh, okay. And as you turn and you look, you can see that they turn to look at you and you lock eyes for a moment, and they sort of like give you the once up and down. And then one of them elbows the other in the ribs and they all start withdrawing things from their jackets. I put on my bomber shades. Uh, everybody <laughs> can roll initiative, sort of. Go ahead and roll it. Everyone, everyone, or just these uh, three? Just these three. You don't get to have fun today. Ten. Nineteen. And then I need some sort of combat theme. Oh, combat theme, Gift Yankee. That seems like a little <laughs> Alright. So to paint the picture, it's this semi-controlled descent, and you're going down hundreds of feet, but very, very slowly on these two balloons about 30 feet apart. And on the other balloon, you can see these guys are drawing something that looks like weaponry out of their coats to, to fuck your day right up. Uh, no rolls necessary. This is going to be basically a montage scene to set the scene for you guys kicking the shit out of bad guys. Mm-hmm. So however you want to, as over the top as you want, this is a John Woo movie. So there's fucking doves. They're probably mushroom doves. Nice. And uh, just go to town. Whoever wants to go first, as long as it's Jackson Dukes, because he rolled the highest initiative. <laughs> um, then I guess I'll go first. Um, By the way, you will reach the uh, the ground level at the end of these three descriptions. Alright. Um... So they're on a different balloon than us? Yep. Okay. Roughly the same height. Alright. Um, Alright, then I'm going to flying jump kick from one balloon into the other balloon. Awesome. <laughs> that, that seems like... Like, I'll, I'll even burn a key point to do Step of the Wind and just hi-ya my way across the gap and just land in the in the uh, the basket of the balloon and start doing the elevator scene from Winter Soldier. No. So as soon as... <laughs> As soon as you arrive at the other balloon, your kit hits the side of the balloon, and mm-hmm. you manage to elevate yourself up on top of it so you don't fall. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Mycanid team, who is strapped to the side, the restraints come loose, and he just goes tumbling ah! <laughs> all the way to the ground, still waiting the sides, but there's like luminescent spores going in every direction, and it just causes this, it looks like an outburst of sparks. And that's when we switch to the cyberpunk music. Awesome. <laughs> Alright, uh, Jackson Dukes has jumped, kicked the balloon, and now it's a much more rapid descent. But these guys are still... Looks like one of them has drawn uh, a wand of lightning bolts. Ooh. Uh, another one has drawn what looks like uh, just like a, a, maybe a length of iron bar. But when he pulls it out, he pushes a button, and a hammer spreads out from the end of it. Uh, and a third guy... A third guy uh, actually pushes a button inside of his jacket. And what looks like normal human hands actually overgrow with these green spores and they swell up and it looks like there's foam the whole cans. Cans. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, and the troll uh, doesn't do anything at all it's actually like bizarre he's almost completely motionless it looks like he might actually be a puppet troll I've seen these alright who would like to go next um so yeah so they're on one balloon we're on one balloon they're on another balloon except for you so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually so the one who has the lightning bolt wand, I'm actually going to uh, I have my uh, my light my uh, hand crossbow, 
I'm going, oh, my friend, you are in trouble. And then I point down and I shoot at his feet so a jet of the stink gas comes out <laughs> and blasts up in his face. Awesome. He goes tumbling off the side of the balloon comically, and the wand of lightning bolts goes scattering nice. off out of the street. Nice. Um, yeah. That'll do. All right. And uh, last but not least, Todd. What is Todd going to do with this mob dash? Todd's going to turn into an eagle. Caca, motherfucker! I'm sorry, a eagle. giant eagle. Uh, yeah, so Todd... Is market in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Todd jumps and, like, mid-air turns into an eagle, which I assure you looks very cool. Thank you very much. The eagle still has dreads. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't know Todd had Oh, oh yeah, Todd has dreads. That's the whole point about Todd. He's that's amazingly dislikable. Um, and grubby sandals. Yeah, so Todd uses his bonus action to turn into a giant eagle and flies over there and just starts to fuck up one of the dudes. Alright. Uh, we'll um, say it's Hulk hands. Yeah, I'll fuck up Hulk hands. You don't have to make any dice rolls. Uh, oh. You don't have to do any math. Okay, great. Uh, it's just a montage. So Todd jumps off the side of the balloon, transforms into an eagle, and then just bullseyes Hulk hands in the face. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, like... Talons to the eyes. Even better. Uh, and he starts flailing wildly, and in a moment you see this, like, burst of blood as uh, Todd basically shreds this man's face. Uh, and he goes face down on top of the balloon. And at this point, the weight on the balloon and the sudden loss of air from being shot by the arrow and from Jackson Duke's uh, spin kicking it into hell, um, <laughs> it actually starts descending at a very rapid velocity. And it comes crashing down into the ground, sort of like uh, when you have a parachute uh, deployed a little bit too late. Mm. And it's, you sort of come down a little harder than you're expecting. And as this goes down, the last guy who's on here uh, sort of like somersaults off the edge of it and starts sprinting down uh, the side of the road. And it's, at this point, this very busy city street with all these different spacer races that are occupying all these different, uh, like, narrow alleyways. And it looks exactly like sci-fi Hong Kong. Nice. Uh, neon signs, <laughs> and there's, like, noodle bars and stuff like that. And uh, the noodle bars are actually, the noodles are all alive because it's, like, Mike and it's their noodle bars and stuff. <laughs> and uh, this dude tear asses up the road. Get that scene from Lost Boys. How do you like your maggots, Michael? Uh, <laughs> goes at top speed uh, away from this balloon crash. Whereas the troll just descends, and when it hits the ground, it makes this metal clanking noise. Ooh. And it, it it's like separates at the midsection and turns, leaving the feet exactly where they are. But it rotates like 180 degrees, and it punches Jackson Dukes in the face. Bam! And then it slowly turns back so it's facing the normal orientation. Jesus. It appears to be a robotic troll. Of course Dope. it is. Dope. Uh, meanwhile, this Robot guy... Robot trolls. I hate these guys. This guy is running down a narrow alleyway, and he's, like, throwing the newspaper boy in the way so you can't follow, and he, like, rushes over and starts, like, throwing hot oil from the noodle bar into the street. People are screaming. And he turns and he runs, and he bowls over, uh, like, a little fruit stand. Uh, My cabbages! My cabbages! <laughs> wow. That's going to be a lot of compression on the audio. Uh, but yes, feel free to jump in and do whatever you want to this man. So the owner of this fruit cart, <laughs> cabbage fruit cart, I love it. Uh, is a drown. He the the fruit cart goes flying, and there's a pause, and he screams, and you see his eyes sort of twitch, and this might be the last straw for this poor man, because he goes sprinting after the asshole who just knocked over his fruit cart. And uh, what's this man's uh, speed? Uh, 30 feet. Oh, good. I have 40 feet of movement. <laughs> yeah. So he just overtakes him and, uh, you know, grabs him and uses his momentum to sort of huck him down into the street. Nice. And it's like Chris's story. He straddles him and he starts punching him in the face. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 
He, it's just blood and pulpy sounds as he, like, oh barehanded beats this man to death. That is a treat. I poof back from evil form and I'm like, damn. <laughs> um, would you like a chance to finish the troll? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Um, so, these balloons are filled with gas. Is the gas flammable? You don't know yet. Maybe it is. And Let's the balloon is touched down, or is it still falling? It, it's basically crashed down, and now it's like sort of spread out all over the ground. All right, and this troll just punched me square out of the balloon, right? Yep. So, because I'm a Sun Soul monk, oh. um, I have my um, Radiant Sunbolt attack, which is basically a martial arts attack that I can do at 30 feet, and it gives me uh, Radiant damage instead of Force damage. So, um, I'd like to punch a Radiant Bolt into the... Uh, the balloon to, to ignite the gas and then do the cool guys don't turn turn around for explosions and walk away. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, I hope this works. I was trying to wrap this up just as you came in. Let's see if this takes. So that happens, and uh, let's see. <laughs> you launch yourself into space. Yeet. And the opening credits roll. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, this is dope. <laughs> it doesn't go for very long. <laughs> I'm glad this little city made it into like canon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alright, and that's that. That's all I wanted to do. That's awesome. That's and we're done. Delightful. Ah, that's stupid. Okay, so anyway, that stupid thing done. Good enough. Good job, sir. This is the sound of uh, a Mykonid village, according to Baldur's Gate 3. We're going to roll it. Um, so the action sequence has played, and uh, mm. as the, the uh, Hong Kong police mushroom cops roll up, to, uh, they actually ride little scooters. Why wouldn't they? Like little Razor scooters. Oh, I thought <laughs> um, it was like a Segway. No, it's no, actually... Oh, it's worse. It's Razor scooters. <laughs> it's like Razor scooters because uh, the Myconids are long torsos, but their legs are only like six inches long. Mm. So they have to have one leg on the ground, and they're wobbling as they go, and it's, <laughs> it's actually ridiculously silly to look at. Uh, and they're all wearing little helmets, but they protect, like, a face, but they don't actually have any facial features. Um... But they, they come cruising in and they have little blue lights on top of their helmets and they They're stop. They're so cute. <laughs> Jesus, the heat. Uh, and you guys cheese it because the heat has arrived. <laughs> um, but you know that the reason you're here is because Taken sent a message to your ship saying that he had something that would interest you and your captain. But he wasn't clear about what it was. Uh, and he just said, meet me in Amanita. He didn't give you any clues as to his whereabouts. Mm. So, um... Uh, I'm going to hand with just a little thing, which is, uh, sums up, you uh, have had it with this shit. Uh, and when you guys basically go to clean up the mess, you find Sansa beating the bejesus out of bloody pulp. <laughs> That's it, I'm going to Jamie. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> yep. So if you want to do anything with that, otherwise let's move it on. Uh, when the fight seems like it's finished, Sansa stops and breathes heavily for a minute and then stands back up and sort of brushes his hands off, and he turns back and goes, Oh, hello. I'm Zomza. That's my root cart back there. It's, uh, looking a little messy. Yes, well, I 
I'm taking care of it now. Please meet your acquaintance. <laughs> Seems like you might uh, be in need of some new employment. Uh, looking for a looking for a new job, my friend. I mean, I do want to make sure that my cart doesn't get turned over again. Oh, of course, yeah, no, you can use your mighty punching fists for that, dude. In okay. space, there's no gravity. So, even if your cart was upside down, it wouldn't turn over. Excellent. <laughs> I learned that in space. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to bring some snacks, though. You got fruit snacks in your first cart. Yeah, that, fruit snacks. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I look down at the uh, puddle of moisture on the ground. I'm like, right, I guess we cannot, uh, we cannot question the witness. <laughs> Witness. <laughs> and it's, it's like a, it's a suit. There's just nothing. I love him. <laughs> oh, but it's a suit, so it has pockets. Oh, it does actually have pockets. Yes, you may rifle the pockets. I'm going to rifle the pockets, looking for Tocket. Uh, you'll find Tocket in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking game ever. No, it's not a pocket. Oh. Uh, what you find first off is a. Uh, Who do you think you are, Davy Crockett? <laughs> you find a uh, leather wallet. Okay. Uh, it contains uh, actually a bunch of coinage. Um, we don't spend coinage in Spelljammer because that's ludicrous, but it's yeah. a bunch of money. He was, he was loaded. Okay. Uh, platinum coins. Mm. Uh, I'll take that as my damages. That well, seems, seems fair. appropriate, yeah. Um, it also does have a uh, corporate ID badge. Ooh. Uh, and this man's name was uh, Norton. Dickless. Failgood. <laughs> His name was Norton Antivirus. Norton Dickless Failgood. <laughs> Dickless um, is a family name. <laughs> and he is. Um, he is actually property recovery. Ooh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to hang on to the ID badge. Um, I have no idea what this man's face looked like because it doesn't exist anymore, but I think I could pass for him. It's on the ID badge and you totally can. <laughs> so I totally can. All right, I'm going to take it. Anything else on him? Um, he has uh, a couple of, like, like, rich guy stuff. He's got, like, a nice umbrella, Ooh, okay. uh, nice leather shoes. Uh, he's dressed very well. It's a pinstripe suit that probably would fit you if you tried real hard. I don't want to wear a suit. You can't. You can't close the. the well, not with my chest. No. No. Uh, skinny but if black you rip tie. the sleeves off. And um, what's the thing that sticks out of the pocket of the suit? Pocket, pocket square. Pocket square. square. It's uh, actually it's a neon pink silk pocket square. Pocket square. <laughs> See, now I'm thinking about taking the sleeves off the the uh, blazer and just wearing it. Well, I'm wondering if that's it's, tight. Is it, is it a suit Henri can fit? Yeah, it is tight. Yes. Oh, Henri would look good in a suit. Yeah. Yep. No, you look like Gavin, actually. It's, it's not my tail hair, but uh, <laughs> I, will, I will take the suit in case I need the suit. Yeah, it's a but very I, thin, narrow It needs, it needs perhaps a bit of dry cleaning. It seems to be a bit stained from... Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's an American cut suit. Yeah, it's, it's oh, very, yes. very unfashionable. It's actually <laughs> European very... cut. It's definitely kind of right present of European cut. Oh, mm. yeah. Space European. Oh, Space Armani, yeah. It's, it's a good suit. It's But yes... So, which, if you were playing uh, Heinrich, you would you would want one from Hugo Boss. <laughs> wow. wow. Right. Um, Gavin is all Brooks Brothers trash or it's <laughs> warehouse. I mean, he is playing on Re, so it could be Chanel. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that, that suits both it's, your... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like Jackie O. Let's get back to the game where <laughs> we dice at Monster. <laughs> so, um, I love for fashion. Tucket didn't give you any clues, which means you guys are kind of left to your own devices to find him here in this busy city of Amanita. Uh, it probably only contains about 200 residents, but it's got at least 2,000 spacers uh, who are milling about doing various things here. Uh, the mushroom caps all the way to the top 
that the ships dock with the mushroom tips um, services a large number of vessels uh, of various sizes. It's actually the best dock to basically do any sort of interspatial trade um, in all the void space. You could pick up anything from those mushroom tips. Yes, like syphilis, chlamydia, or talk. Syphilis sounds like a mushroom. You sound like a mushroom. That is chlamydia. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> I don't want to spread my chlamydia. Uh, I mean, you can also bargain bundle. So, we're getting back to the game now. Um, what race is this uh, TikTok? He's a, he's a Vikinid or he's, he's a... Gif. Gif, okay. Gif or Gif, the hippo. He's a Gif Zerai. Okay, got it. Ah, good question. And also, did you call him TikTok? Yeah, was that, was that what, what was his <laughs> name? Talk it. Talk it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought you did that on purpose. Well, see, so, uh, be a one... foreign name sounds the same to me. It's going to be a one-round skill challenge to try to catch up to Talk it. Whoever would like to go first may do so, and the number of failures you have uh, is going to determine how things go for talking. Oh dear. Um, I'm just going to run right up and, and question the first uh, the first uh, person I see that I can potentially communicate, and I will. Hey, we are looking for a, a, a gith. Uh, have you seen any gith? I will just be a reasonable like chap, and I will use persuasion to see if I can figure out what the guy is. Okay. It's going to be a 26. All right. Um, you, you go to have this conversation with him, and as you're doing this, uh, there's some sort of commotion going on in one of the side streets, um, which is not unusual here. But you can immediately tell anybody who's been here before. Andre certainly has. Being from Space France, he probably came through this way. To I get brought half of these STDs to this stinking planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is commonplace for all sorts of like shootouts and brawls and cabbages to be knocked over. Uh, this place is a nightmare for people who love orderly cabbage. And um, you actually do see some gif, but they're the wrong kind. They're gif Yankee. Uh, it's two of them who are hauling ass after some guy who looks like a halfling or a gnome, some short guy. Uh, it looks like a bookish type wearing glasses. Uh, and he fucks off down an alleyway, and these two guys are like, hmm. one of them plugs the collar, and they go down the same alleyway that this little guy went. Um, we'll find out what happens to the cartophile in a later episode. Mm. Or a previous episode. <laughs> we never found out what happened. A, la- a later previous episode. A later previous. Yeah. We do time travel again. Um, but he says, "You mean like them?" And then they just vanish down the alleyway, and like a mean look on the way. Um, but you're able to describe what a Gizzerai looks like, and it's different enough that you think you might actually get a good lead from this guy. Who would like to go next? Um, I'll go next. Um, so I'm really good at investigation. Yeah, I've heard that about you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking for clues. I, I you know I'm <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm gonna take out a magnifying glass. Oh God! And I'm gonna look at the sidewalk and I'm gonna investigate. All right, you'll see how that goes. <laughs> Poor talking, we hardly do. Oh my God! <laughs> Not twenty. Nice. <laughs> Which is a nineteen total. How does that work? Well. Um, haven't you ever seen anybody investigate before? Uh, when you're investigating the sidewalk, you actually find... <laughs> I bump into them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen talking around? <laughs> um, no, what you do see is that there is... Um, at first you think it's left over from the uh, robo-troll that you beat the mm-hmm. shit out of. Uh, there is a some sort of spray, some sort of brown liquid that is staining the sidewalk. This is talking shit. <laughs> you know, it's shit talking. It's shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> Can you inspire her, jump. please? Here you go. Yay! Uh, but actually, really do take inspiration. Um, 
I was going to take it whether you told me to or not. <laughs> see how it is? That's it. We're, see- we're seizing power around here. Um, but you like the patriarchy. You do see this brown stain that has persisted in spite of this like occasional sneeze from the canopy mm-hmm. up above, yeah. which is also brown and mucky. It doesn't seem to stain the sidewalk the way this does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you do like touch it and put it to your nose mm-hmm. and give it a sniff, uh, it smells um, not earthy at all. There's some sort of chemical odor to it, which like oil or like gas a motor or oil yeah. or something like that. Uh, and as you look up from your glass, you see that there is actually a trail that leads from this spot on the sidewalk uh, up into an apartment high rise. I'm going to wild shape into a bird. Cop. And off. start looking in windows in the high rise. Nice. <laughs> Uh, what skill would that be? Sounds like perception to me. Yeah. Oh, sounds great. I got a plus seven acting all my against the time dice. That's gonna be a 24. That is huge. Uh, you're scanning through the windows, and uh, you don't see Tocket right away, mm-hmm. but what you do see is that the elevator in this building is out of order, mm-hmm. and there is a, uh, what looks like a pair of trolls that are wearing, like, long brown trench coats and wide-brimmed hats trying to, like, blend in. Uh, they're, like, basically dressing like private investigators. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get a real good look at them. Like, it's basically, like, you see the coat outlines, the hats, and the size, you can kind of interpret that they are trolls. But because they are going up the stairs, sort of back through a room and an open doorway, you don't really get a real good look at them. You do get a silhouette, and there's something odd about the face of one of them. It's, like, the, the shape of it, the way that the shadow play is working. It, there's something weird about it. You're not really sure. It doesn't look organic. It looks boxy. Ah, okay. <clears throat> but these two individuals are just trudging up the stairs. Uh, but it looks like they are not tiring because they are not organic. Freaking robot trolls. Yeah, robot trolls. Um, Incontinent. Can I see trolls. like what floor they're like stopping on, or? Uh, you don't know that, but you know that it's higher up than the windows you've been looking, and okay. that's going to take it to Sonza. Uh, I'm just going to book it into the apartment block and just start running up the stairs looking for these trolls. I mean... Hauling big ass. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Hauling dummy thick ass. <laughs> 16. Alright. Surprisingly very successful all the way around the table. Um, I assume that everybody's traveling as a party, even though Sam's like leading the charge. Uh, everybody is able to get up the stairs and you find that two trolls are standing out in front of a doorway with a people. And one of the trolls goes, Room service! (laughs) (laughs) And you hear a a voice from inside going, Just a minute! And then as you come to the top of the stairs, one of the trolls pivots, and the coat actually goes with his upper body. So his leg's now showing you his butt through the gap in the coat. He's otherwise completely buck-ass naked. It's just troll-ass. USB port. (laughs) But he spins completely right around the belly button uh, to face you. And the other one goes to knock the door, and then just knocks the door flat down. Just through the hinges. And the head on that one turns to face you with the body facing the other way. And you can see that there is, like, this large box that looks like a camcorder, uh, replacing, like, the whole right side of his head from, like, here to here, like, this section. Um, with some sort of strange lenses, uh, this whole, like, rotating thing. And, uh, they turn to face you, sort of, in the way that they're sort of turning to face you, and you see Taket coming from inside, and he's, like, wearing gym shorts, and he's, like, brushing his teeth. (laughs) He's like, oh, shit! And he goes to hide behind a couch. That's smart. 
<laughs> I was going to have you do a combat with these guys, but because that combat we did for your game was two hours long, I'm going to say that uh, because you were successful in this challenge, you're able to just overpower these two troll bots. Todd, as a bird, like, shits on the camera so it can't see. Nice. <laughs> um, for flavor purposes, they actually do put up a pretty good fight. Okay. Uh, you have to, like, pull their wires out and stuff like that to get them to go down and stop operating. Because they are trolls, like, as you are pulling mechanical bits out of them, their skin is actually growing back to replace oh, the parts that you've removed from them. So yeah. if you pulled off enough electronics, would they just be regular trolls? It seems that way, yeah. That's crazy. It would probably mm. take a really long time. Yeah. But it would probably happen that way. But I do radiant damage, so... And Taki comes back with a big bowl of acid, and he's just like, All right, <laughs> I've been saving this bowl of acid! I was having a spa day. <laughs> Taki comes back and uh, sets some acid down, and he's like, go ahead and do what you do. Maybe <laughs> you're able to take care of it. Uh, inside this apartment, though, this place is ransacked. It looks fucking terrible, like a tornado came through this apartment. Uh, the couch has been flipped over onto its back. Cushions are all thrown over the place. Uh, there is a window. It appears to be um, not shattered because it's not glass. It's this sort of like billowing, soap-like mycelium that mm -hmm. covers the uh, like transparent mushroom goop. Um, there is a like a kitchen island. It's just all like a studio apartment, but the kitchen island is like all the shit's been pulled out of the cabinets. Um, there is uh, like an ice box that's been tilted over, and there's ice all over the floor. A big uh, and then you also see that there is a uh, safety deposit box. And the safety deposit box has had the door blown outward um, in a way that looks like, you know, something went off inside the, the, the safety deposit box. Hmm. But it's like blown out one corner of the door and Tockets, they're like, couldn't have gotten here at a better time. And he looks over at the dissolving bodies of the trolls and he says, uh, I'm afraid we have some work to do. What do you That's to what get we're done? here for. You're unsucked your own apartment? No. Thankfully, I was in the bathroom. Um, he you says, did all this from the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> you must make some incredible noises when you're here. I'm not to have heard all this. He says, no. Uh, I was locked in the bathroom. Uh, don't ask questions. But someone broke into my apartment while I was in the bathroom. He says, uh, once I heard it was more than two sets of feet, I just decided it was better to stay in here. So I did. When I came back out, the apartment looked like this. Uh, they went through all of my belongings, they took all of my food, uh, and they also took what I called you here for. What was it? It was an artifact. Uh, a cube. Hmm. It's a cube. What does it look like? <laughs> well, it has six sides. Oh, fascinating. Pointy corners. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he describes uh, an item that you guys... Did it look like this? <laughs> Pointier. And it had buttons on every side. Oh, ho. sorry, that's you. <laughs> oh. don't, don't culturally appropriate our culture appropriate crowd here. <laughs> I don't think anybody in this party was in the Get Adventure, right? Yeah, it's all new eyes. I don't believe so, so. Yeah, he describes he describes this cube, and he says it's very important. It has to do with uh, rapid travel, and I think that Chimera is after. Well, we should get it first then, because that sounds like a pretty bad time. It'll be worth more to us than to them, because we're broke. And they suck. They do suck. My Did dad has stock in Chimera. It's just such an unethical company. Oh my god. What <laughs> the coin? Did, um... Uh, did, uh, did, 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 uh, your intruder sounds like these? You know, and I point to the piles of slime. Are they big and hulking, or 
were they something else? He says, uh, it sounded lighter on their feet. Um, honestly, it could have been smaller folk. He sort of rubs his chin. It was in the bathroom. It was kind of hard to tell. There's a lot of acoustics. Can I go look around to see if there's any evidence of, like, potential, like, to investigate what kind of intruders this may have been? Like, Does is it smell there, like juniper? <laughs> is there, like, mushroom dust around? Yeah, an investigation check would be appropriate, for sure. Can I just do general perception and search around? Ooh, yeah. That's going to be a 14. Okay. Todd knows it's mushroom dust. Todd knows it's mushroom dust. Yeah. That's a three. Okay. No good. Yeah, you don't spot anything relevant. Um, as you're investigating, you don't find any, like, smoking gun kinds of evidence. What you do see is that um, this little flat is, like, partially carpeted. It's carpeted by these little spores mm-hmm. that take a while to spring back up. It's almost like memory foam. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're stepping over them, you realize you might be contaminating the crime scene because your footprints are remaining in these little spores, and there might have been clues that are now very difficult to discern. Uh, perhaps a uh, space survival check would be appropriate for that. But... Can I also Ooh. incite this? Uh, can okay. I make a survival check? You yeah. I can make a survival check. Survival? Survival? Um, it's going to be a uh, thir- uh, 15 on that insight. 15 for you? Six. Six, okay. Um, you're having a very difficult time telling mm-hmm. the tracks apart. You don't even really realize there's tracks until it's pointed out to you by Todd. I'm having a really bad day. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably still very frustrated. Um, what you get from Tockett is that, uh, and it should be very clear from his story, he's not telling you the whole truth. It's obvious. Um, but he is getting you free reign to, like, scope his apartment out, which seems to be a uh, small studio apartment, separate bathroom. Uh, looks like one of the, uh, what are they, Murphy beds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a Murphy bed on one wall. Uh, it is actually out uh, at such time as you come into the apartment. I'd like to take a look at the safety deposit box. It was exploded from the inside out, you said? Yes. That seems weird to me. Yep. With my massive investigation check. Um, can I look at the uh, the inside, like, the inner door to see, like, how big this explosion was or see if there's any clues in there? Yeah. Uh, you take a look at it, and uh, I would like a survival check. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. Nine. Nine. <laughs> um... <laughs> You don't really know exactly what's going on here, but what you do see is when you open it up and you look in, um, there is some corrosion that's sort of like on the upper right corner of the door, mm-hmm. and then the inside of the safety deposit box also has some corrosion on that corner. Um, so maybe something was inserted through a gap in the door? Mm. But other than that, you don't really know. You have no idea what could cause this sort of thing to happen. And there's nothing left in the box, nothing left behind? Uh, a lot of soot. Ah. I have no reason to be friendly with him, right? You've never met him before. Okay. None of us have met him before. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but he's giving shady vibes. Uh, give me an inside check. Henri has detected that, but he hasn't said anything yet. Ah, okay. Four. Yeah, you're not really sure. Um, so I go, I go up to Target, and I'm like... Did man, Kyle, mm-hmm. comrade, <laughs> you sent us the message, right? Yeah. Yes. Cha. Great. So, um, I'm gonna level with you right here. We need to know what's up. You haven't made an insight check. Just right. Heads up. So you don't actually know um, what you're Okay. I'm gonna level with you right here. 
can't really figure out what's going on here. If there's any other information, you can share with us. And like, totally cool if you don't want to, because like, I get it, I have secrets. We don't want to share secrets. We've all hooked up with people who we're not proud of and shit like that. But um, we are not going to get anywhere if we aren't all on the same page. You level with me, hombre? Comrade friend? This is a... All I can tell you is I was behind a closed door. I don't know what happened. Uh, but my apartment was broken into, as you can clearly see. Um, still following up on the safety deposit box. Um, calling it a safety deposit box kind of in, insinuates it came from like a bank. Is this like something that came from another location, or is this more like a fire scene? This is more like um, like an apartment, or not an apartment, yeah, well, an apartment, yes, but uh, like a hotel style. Like a hotel style. Like okay. bolted to All the right. floor. Gotcha. Is it still bolted to the floor? Or? It is. All right, okay. Yeah. Although it's bolted to the floor with Zerkwood bolts, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> you can just remove if you try real hard. Gotcha. It's basically like bolting it to the floor with pine. Um, Todd, you, uh, you're you a natural dude. Shit, um, yeah, my friend. <laughs> Look at this box. It looks like somebody put acid on this to burn their way through it. Oh, nice. <laughs> to put an explosive on the inside to blow the door out yeah. when they could have just blown the door up. Yeah, yeah. Seems like super complicated. It does look like real weird to me. Like, what would do that? Um, you could roll. <laughs> yes. I don't fucking know. Um, and Tuckett had that bowl of acid handy. He did just have a bowl of acid. <laughs> he just like, good soup. Um, <laughs> he, he hears you say that and he's like, oh my god. Um, Eats the evidence. <laughs> yeah, so I like go over and I take my scraggly little coke nail and I like scrape a little bit off and I go, god, I fucking hate that. Just to like see what it is. <laughs> uh, what would that be? Nature, probably. Nature. I don't have nature. Survival. I have survival. Oh, survival. Yeah, so it's right. going to be uh, 16. 16. Yeah, you give it a little taste, uh, and first off, it is repulsive. It I is... start tripping balls. <laughs> uh, it actually mostly tastes like carbon at first. Mm -hmm. uh, but then after a couple of moments, like the carbon taste passes, and you get a certain uh, earthy Mommy. flavor. Um, earthy, more like tilled earth, mm -hmm. uh, dirt. Um, oh, it's like bacteria. Yes. Well, what you get is you actually are familiar with a uh, fungus-based... Um, it is a drug. It is an imbibable drug. Mm. Um, it's not a desirable one. It's the kind of thing that's given to people who aren't being cooperative. Uh, but it is also something you are familiar with as reacting badly to a lot of certain ways. Basically, like to, to extrapolate it out and make it something safe for you to ingest. Um, they've had to come up with a lot of creative ways to do it because it's chemically very dangerous to introduce. It's volatile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with a way to say it that makes sense. But yeah, you absolutely would understand if this drug was exposed to, like, some sort of simple household chemical. It would be explosive, yeah. Uh, yo, talk it. Why you got some, uh, fucking spicy-ass drugs in your apartment, my friend? He sort of looks flustered and he says, it's, everything's legal here. Okay. Oh, we're in Space New Jersey. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Well, specifically Space Atlantic City. Space Hong Kong, actually, is... Yeah. Hey, hey talk it. Which is in Hong Kong. Yeah. Hey, Target. Um, just wanna, just wanna level with you real quick, my friend. Um, totally cool if you're doing drugs. I'm down with it. <laughs> Top loves drugs. Um, but why? 
would you have something so dangerous in this box? Or is this even your apartment, my friend? I didn't have anything dangerous. Well, in the sense that the artifact could be used by the wrong people, I suppose that would be considered dangerous, but I put it in the right place. Who else knew it was here? Uh, he sort of rubs his chin. You see that like, the gears are turning over in his head and he tries to think who might know about it. And he says, well, I had to hire a wizard to send the message spell. And then I had to hire him again to add the last word to the message spell. <laughs> and then I had to hire a different wizard because I was kind of embarrassed about going to the same guy twice. So I hired a second wizard. So there's two wizards that know about it. Well, one wizard knows and one wizard knows my name's talking. Does that make sense? And he sort of looks around the room. And, um, I mean, I might have mentioned it around some gambling buddies of mine. Yeah, super trustworthy bunch, but, yeah. So no more than three wizards and a bunch of degenerates. Sounds great. I mean, some of the guys I played games with might also be wizards, I don't know. And how did your gambling go? Did you lose a lot of money? Uh, I didn't lose a lot of money. I lost some money. Do you still owe anybody any money? Nope. Do you always lock a door when you go into the bathroom? Yes. When you say you don't owe anybody any money, does that mean they're paid off now that they have the cube? You can tell me. I promise I won't punch you into oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) Talking rolls an inside check to see if he's lying. Uh, Actually, I want everybody else to give me an inside check. (laughs) Jackson Dukes is lying. That's a 22. Wow. That's a 10. Um, He may or may not be lying. Nine. Um, he says, I didn't trade the cube for my debts. And, uh, you all can see his face. He doesn't look like he's telling a lie to you. And Todd, with your gigantic role, um, he is technically not lying. But you definitely see the, like, the eyes dart when the question is asked. And you can pick up that, uh, that is much closer to the truth than he wants you to think. Did you repeat it one more time just so I can percolate it a little? Yes. Um, he was asked if he had sold the cube to pay his gambling debts. Mm-hmm. And he said that he did not do that. Mm-hmm. And that was technically true. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely... It, it struck a chord with him that makes it... Makes you believe pretty confidently that's closer to the truth than what he's actually telling you. Um, Henri is going to go up to him and run around him and be all very familiar. No, I'm on a me. You've clearly had a very bad day, and I'm very, very sorry for all of your losses and all of the traumas that you've had today. Um, and then I'm like, sort of doing a walk around the room. Yeah. And uh, you know, my friend over here, you know, has also had a very bad day where somebody uh, stumped on her fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and of course, this one, this one had to turn into a bird and claw somebody's eyes out. That sounds and like a really good day. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> then there's him. I've had an awesome day. <laughs> I kicked a balloon full of bad guys and blew it up. <laughs> so, so tell me, my friend, and I like give him like a, a real you know, sort of strong arm on the shoulder. Says, "We are not. We are not the fools that you should be lying to. Why don't you tell us all the truth?" And I want to do an intimidation check. Ooh, it only rolled a nine. Because it bounced off of Gavin. Yeah, it bounced off of fucking Gavin. Gavin gave it that fell uh, touch. And we don't have initiative yet, so that's all we rolled was a nine. Or not initiative. Uh, I have inspiration. Now. You do. Would you like I to re-roll that? I will give you my inspiration. 
for my stupid shiitake joke. <laughs> <laughs> She's a pretty good shiitake joke. a good oh, stupid shiitake joke. God damn it, Gavin. You should now. Stop bouncing dice off of Gavin. He's bad luck. Oh, no shit. <laughs> stop bouncing dice off of Gavin's thick See, booty. Just, just like every middle manager, you put something good on the table, he touches it, it comes out like crap. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> that is a fact. I had to run my intimidation through HR. <laughs> they took all the good words out. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, he doesn't Kick your nipples off, came right out. Item line vetoed. He is obviously afraid of you, but you're not getting anything extra out of him with that role. <laughs> if you are not level with us, then we cannot help you. I intimidation. Oh, yes, you may. How do you do so? Uh, well, despite uh, having punched a man into a pulp, uh, Sumza actually has a very large knife just strapped to his belt. A cabbage knife. A cabbage knife. Yeah, yeah. A knife for cabbage. That's what uh, it does, yeah. It's like sushi grade, super sharp. And uh, being kind of a creepy drow, just like gently walks up behind Tocket and just puts the tip mm. of the knife into Tocket's back. Alright, yeah, that sounds like intimidating. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that is a 23. So he feels the, the sort of poke and he stiffens and he steps away and turns and he sees this giant knife and goes, okay, 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 okay. I intended to get the cube to you guys. I thought it'd be more valuable to you and then I could get the money from you to pay off the debt, okay? That was my whole thought by calling you here. That you'd pay me for the cube and that'll be it. But a couple guys heard about it and uh, I knew they were after it, so I came up here and I hid out in this place and I locked it in the safety deposit box and yeah, I had to use the bathroom, okay? Sometimes, you've got a shit. <laughs> But when the door got kicked in, I wasn't about to go pick a fight with anybody. I mean, look at me. And he goes to flex his little scrawny gith arms. You're a woefully puny. <laughs> <laughs> you have no sick gains. <laughs> no, only sick losses. <laughs> well, he broke sick neutral. <laughs> I'm in the sick red. Serious, that's what the building's called. Um... But he says, yeah, so when someone broke in to take it, I wasn't about to pick a fight. And then he, he sort of looks over at the blown-out door and he says, and yeah, I had some money, but I, I'm going to guess I don't owe money anymore. But you owe us. Oh, shit. Yeah. He says, listen, um, I knew what I said earlier. I told two wizards and some gambling friends, okay? Um, here, the, the, the sketchiest gambler that I know... There's a guy whose name is, uh, Knight Robert. <laughs> Knight Robert? Knight Bob? Knight Bob. Knight Rob. Knight Robert. And, and listen, you know, I, I, I believe it was probably Knight Robert. Because when I told you earlier that I heard multiple sets of footprints, I didn't. This was a one-man job. I just didn't want to sound like a pussy. As opposed to Day Robert. You did not have to say anything to let us think you were a pussy. Night Robert, Master of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> Master of Cabbages and Friendship for everyone. Um, where do we find Night Robert? Uh, he gambles in all the gambling dens here, but it's like finding a needle in a haystack. I know he hangs out at some 
little hole in the wall place, but I don't know what it's called. I'll address this to the party. Chances are Night Robert doesn't even know what that cube does. He's probably just going to try and offload it. Chimera probably try to buy it. If we follow them, we might he might lead them to us. Or the other way around. Where was the last place you saw Night Robert? Uh, yeah, we were gambling down at, um... I need, I need a good mushroom bar name. I didn't have a pun prepared. Oh, what was the one you used? Uh, any portobello in a storm. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. I was so <laughs> smart. <laughs> well, I figure we might start there and see if we can trace our way tonight, Robert. Yeah, I could go for a hot dog. <laughs> there, listen, it's a plant-based society. I don't know if you're going to be satisfied. Impossible hot dog. Impossible hot dog. We can go for it. And you see a neon sign go by the window at that time that says, "We make the impossible possible." <laughs> impossible hot dog. <laughs> All fungus, no waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. Um, but yeah, Taket gives you all the information he knows, which is that uh, Night Robert uh, is a uh, human man, which is very fucking weird. Yeah, down yeah, here, yeah. Weirdos. Um, there are some humans, so it's not like, is there a human here? They'll point you right to him, but that is a narrowing factor. Um, Night Robert um, is yes. uh, a dude who is about half of it. Slippery the dude. Slippery, clever, chemical-based dude. Uh, some sort of apothecary, some sort of chemist, some sort of drug-addled weirdo. You don't know. Oh, um, my people. Probably so. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Night Robert hangs out in skeevy places to gamble a lot. He apparently has a big gambling problem. He's also much better at gambling than Takek is. Which uh, he doesn't really tell you, but you don't need to be told. So he has less of a gambling problem than Takek does. Well, in some senses, that's true. Um... <laughs> In addition to that, uh, he can give you information like uh, places he's seen this dude around town, which includes things like uh, there's a noodle bar, one of the worm bars in town. Uh, he goes to fairly often. Uh, there's some sort of like squeezed, pungent mushroom sauce that they serve there. It's a sort of like brown, uh, earthy ketchup that they put all over their noodles uh, when you ketchup. eat them. Ketchup and noodles. As a French fucking guy. It's, 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 it's Frenchman. Brown sauce. It's brown sauce. Yes. <laughs> um, but he, he tells you that he's seen the guy there a lot, and he's probably down there at some point during the week. So if you like stuck it out, you could probably catch him that way. Working on the night, Rob. Oh come on. Um, and he tells you that Night Robert uh, fancies, him th- fancies himself uh, a bit of like a cat burglar. So he wears a, a turtleneck sweater with the, like the tall. Let me wear my chain, my turtleneck sweater. It's, but it's a black turtleneck sweater. Oh, so he's a douchebag. Yes. <laughs> yeah, obviously. He's a night robber. <laughs> uh, but it's a turtleneck sweater, it's rolled up, and uh, he wears sneakers. Or oh my god, I love him. I love this. <laughs> I also wear sneakers. Sounds like a Heaven's Gate cultist. <laughs> and I'm gonna no, no, that'd be a tracksuit. He doesn't have a tracksuit. I gotta urinate again because he, like, he almost balls. certainly has balls. So, so before we leave this place, I'm gonna turn. What was uh, Samzo? Samzo? Samzo. I will turn you the next time. I, I will leave the interrogation to you, my friend. No. <laughs> what? I will leave the interrogations to oh, you because your accent was so thick. I. I <laughs> oh, my wife oh, is done. Oh, oh, oh Quebecois. Quebecois. <laughs> <laughs> If I was Quebecois, then I would be fine with the brown sauce, but as a France-French brown sauce is not <laughs> Yeah, Quebecois, you put that shit on French fries oh, every day. All day, every day. Smoked some of the best gums of my life in space, French Canada. <laughs> it's 
States French Canada. It's such a good time in Quebec. Com- completely oh. different than French Space Canada. Quebec, Quebec, Quebec. Yeah, because Space French Canada is Canada colonized by the yeah. Space French. Right. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Is that is that where? Which one is Dave from? Uh oh, Dave's from like Vancouver. He's like way out oh, west. Oh, space, yeah. space Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. He's like west. He's like Pacific Northwest. Space Coover. Yeah, Space Coover. <laughs> Uh, right Less, like super north, <laughs> so, uh, as you are uh, descending from ice, you're done talking, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to put yeah. my ass in your face. In, in, <laughs> unless, unless we have a reason to go back. Uh, okay, so as you are descending from the apartment high-rise, to give you sort of a lay of the land here, uh, across the street there is this big projector. Mm-hmm. It appears to be um, some kind of uh, magical light display. There's like this... Uh, Sort of like uh, when you blow bubbles and you get that weird film that distorts everything. Mm-hmm. There's like a there's like a box that looks like that, and there's light being blasted into it from uh, some sort of arcane source, mm-hmm. and it causes this big 3D projection at the end of the street. It's not an anime girl with an octopus, is it? It is a woman, but it is not an anime girl. It's a woman who's wearing a yellow dress with like big pointy sci-fi shoulder pads, uh, like ruffles down from the side from uh, the sleeves. Uh, she's wearing a stylish hat. She looks to be uh, of Asian descent. Um, I feel like you lifted this directly from Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I lifted it from a screenshot of something that isn't Blade Runner, but close enough. Well, well probably that was inspired by Blade Runner. I'm sure it was. Um, way around, maybe. But wearing very pale makeup, uh, very pretty with red lips, uh, just a little bit of hair poking out from under the hat. Mm. Uh, but she's saying something in some sort of bizarre language that humans don't speak. It's like mm. some very weird spacer language. You suspect it might be Lizard Man. Oh, okay. Miranda. <laughs> The same thing. So speaking this weird <laughs> lizard man tongue, and it sounds like an advertisement. The, the way that she's like phrasing everything, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's an ad for some sort of lizard man gel or something. Who knows? Eat special shell. <laughs> yes, uh, it's but, great for the environment and okay for you. And as you are uh, descending uh, the stairs, and you get to look out the window each time that you step down the stairs, it's a long hike. You lived on like the 14th floor or whatever, so mm-hmm. you're probably fine because you're quite fit, and you're fit as well. Uh, actually, Henry's pretty fit, so really it's just Todd who's going to struggle because he's. Full of lung problems. He's basically, basically internally bong resined up. Like. <laughs> yeah. He's um, waterproof from the inside out. But you do see there's all sorts of like uh, very cyberpunk <laughs> sci fi businesses all over the place. There's a, uh, a tattoo parlor called the Mushroom Stamp. You know, that sort of place. Mm, yeah. Um, and as you get down to the ground floor, uh, you now have a couple of leads. And the biggest one, as you said, he likes to gamble. Uh, at some little hole in the wall. We didn't know the name of the place. Mm. Should we split up? Shiitake. Oh, Shiitake's right there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of social skills or, like, intel. I have negative one charisma. Right? Actually, this is my close end to a charisma build I ever played. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Brian, shuffle these. Try. These cards are notoriously hard. So we're just trying to go to this, find this guy. We're yes. going to go straight to that casino or whatever? Uh, well, the, the um, any portobello in a storm was strictly a bar. There's yeah, probably right. some uh, you know, under the table. Yeah, yeah a gambling right. happens, but it's not a gambling establishment. That was more, he said, that's a lead of a place you might find this guy. I was. I kind of wanted to check out the noodle place, but um, we can... We're going to wind up doing a lot of skill checks here. 
So you guys can basically narrate how you do your investigation, and your dice will determine whether or not you find clues. Do you want to? Um, do we have any way of getting in contact with each other? Yeah, I, I was don't know. Say that myself. Like, yeah, I, I spelljammer is so. weird with equipment because we back and forth between characters. I know for a fact I have bomber shades that act as starfish and goggles. Yes, that is a fact. That is that is. I candy. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never did transfer any equipment from any other character sheet, although I may have. Uh, I'll tell you what, before you guys left the Hell's Lantern, um, who would cast it? Uh, Mervyn casts uh, Rary's <laughs> Telepathic Bot. Nice. nice. Any 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 interaction with Mervyn is a positive <laughs> interaction. He does it, uh, but he's like, he's real sketchy when he does it. Because Gavin's told him he's not supposed to use company assets that way. Oh. And since he's such a by-the-rules kind of guy, it's like, it's really... He's living large. Listen, Poindexter. <laughs> oh, and I might have been called Poindexter. <laughs> so we split up then, no? So with these cards... I, I feel like... Um, Samza, am I saying that right? Samza. Samza would have uh, more luck at the noodle place because you probably have an established relationship with food vendors. Oh. Um, and I'd be willing to go that route. So if you and I want to go to the noodle place and you two want to go to the bar. Show y'all, let's oh, go. <laughs> a Frenchman and a stoner walk into a bar <laughs> and they get mushroom stamped right on their damn face. You may look at your three cards. Is this the one you were trying out? Uh, no. Okay. Um, this is... Kind of. I always forget like, which, uh, which method we're playing, so I'll have to refresh. Well, we're gonna do it a little weird this time around. Fuck um, me. So, first thing is... Uh, that was the coffee pot. Is that one of your skills? Fuck me! Um, first thing oh, is... Oh, I have a plus two and fuck me! <laughs> Each of you can sit. Don't show, don't show, don't show! Don't oh, no show! Um, separate out one card you do not want. You're going to be allowed to trade with each other, but you're trading blindly. I'm not going to trade with you. Who wants this piece of shit, huh? <laughs> I think you Who and wants I me to take a dump in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I probably have the same stats. Probably. So. We're not very good at much. No. <laughs> this should be fun. We're gonna eat some hell of noodles, though. <laughs> I'll trade. I'll trade with you, Brian. All right. I'll trade with you. All so right. Two of you have traded. Same time. Same time. I don't know you. Which means uh, if Paul and Kay want to trade, as soon as Paul selects what he doesn't want, it's somehow made it worse. <laughs> all right. And yes. now everybody can discard oh, one of those cards face down and replace it with one drawn blindly from the deck if they want. Um. Are we going to be able to use the same skill twice in a row or not? Yes. Alright. Um, I think we're going to keep these. Yeah, we're going to keep this. Cool. Alright, so uh, I'm going to turn the reins over to you for your investigation. At the end of this skill challenge, uh, you are going to find out uh, about this little hole in the wall. That's going to be the destination. The little hole in the wall, the place that these do gambles, is the final objective. So that's how, that's the target. Mm-hmm. Um, Based on how things go in this series of checks, uh, you will get there either before something catastrophic happens, during the catastrophe, or afterwards. Nice. Uh, and it may determine how this uh, artifact is handled overall. Sansa, I have a plan. Okay. It's a totally great plan. You should listen to it. Okay. So you know everybody in there. So why don't you go in 
and start asking questions, like, real loud so that everybody knows what you're talking about. And you'll stir up a ruckus, but I'm going to sneak in, right? I'm going to sneak in. I'm going to get an eyeball on everybody, really, scope of the situation. And then when you start asking questions, somebody in there is either going to flip out and run away, or they're going to get in your face and tell you to stop. And I'll be there to back you up. Whatever way they go, I'll get them. You're the distraction, and I come in like a flying serpent kick out of nowhere. Just knock their heads off. Okay, sounds great. Awesome. <laughs> Give me a moment to get set up. 